0: This is CNT Talk. Every week, two friends debate the issues of the ages as we agree to disagree. It's never politically correct, but it's always entertaining. Join us tonight so you can sound knowledgeable at work tomorrow. We're smacking you upside the head with the hammer of truth. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Uh, I want to talk about an issue that's becoming a bigger issue. It seems like every day. Um, And that's the 2024 election. Now, now, that's real surprising. It's become a bigger issue because we're about to enter 2024 uh, in a big way. And there's going to be primaries and uh, caucuses coming. And both major parties are going to nominate uh, their candidate. Now, the presumptive candidate for the Democrats is President Joe Biden. And for the Republicans, it's former President Donald Trump. Now, those could change. Obviously that can change. Nothing has been, no votes have been cast yet in those primaries, but those are the presumptive favorites. Now, what, what came out of the 2016 election and then the 2020 election is voter fraud. In 2016, it was Russian collusion. and The Democrats claiming that Donald Trump wasn't a legitimate president. Now take that with a grain of salt because, um, George W. Bush wasn't a legitimate president, uh, George H. W. Bush wasn't a legitimate president, and Ronald Reagan wasn't legitimate It doesn't matter. It, if the are Republican, they aren't legitimately elected any time they've been elected. Um, but in 2020, Donald Trump obviously uh, had some disagreements with the outcome of the 2020 election, claimed it was voter fraud. Um, January 6th, riots happened. All that to be said, There are different standards for different people, and um, I I point out, not that it hasn't been pointed out elsewhere, Donald Trump has not been charged with um, insurrection, sedition, treason, any of those things. It's been talked about from the talking heads on TV, but no actual charges of anything have happened there related to that. Um, Colorado recently banned Donald Trump from being on the, on the, uh, vote. You, you can vote for Donald Trump in Colorado in the primary and most likely the general election if that came to that. Maine has uh, cited Colorado <laughs> as the rationale for why they're going to keep Donald Trump off the ballot. I think what we're getting into is some very, very dangerous territory here. And again, I say this not as a Donald Trump fan, but a fan of <clears throat> fair and equal elections. If you take off Donald Trump, and and, and Tony and I talked about this in the past when it, during the um, impeachment trials for uh, Donald Trump, if you take it to the point where you You basically reduce the infrequency of something and make it the norm. Don't be shocked when that norm is then applied to you because at some point other people are in power and it will use your precedent as a reason to change the rules in their favor. Okay. Harry Reid did that in in the Senate for judicial nominations he took, took away the filibuster. Well, guess what? It was used against them for other things. You can't you can't expect that just because it's expedient today, it's always going to be expedient for your side. I I, I don't know what the outcome of the 2020 election from a voter fraud standpoint was, and I don't think anybody does. I don't think it was a vast conspiracy. But I think there was was opportunity for fraudulent behavior. And it can still be fraudulent behavior, even if it's not a coordinated conspiracy that may or may not influence the outcome. Okay? I don't know if it influenced the outcome. I have no idea. And recounting the same votes that you don't know where, where they came from doesn't tell me it was a secure and fair election. If I put, if I stuff the ballot box with whomever I want, and you don't know if those are legitimate votes or just ones I stuffed, then you can't tell me when you recounted the ones I stuffed, were they legitimate votes? You, you can't, once the, once the envelope from the mail-in ballot is removed and separated from the ballot, you no longer know if that's a valid entry into the ballot box. You don't know. So telling me what well, we recounted and we got the same number. Well, good. I hope you got the same number because it's the same votes that you counted once. They should be the same number, but it doesn't mean every vote you counted was a legitimate vote. Maybe they were. The one point I think is, it was talked about a little bit in 2020, but it really hasn't been discussed a lot since. A lot of those votes that we're talking about, not a lot, some number, I don't know what the number is. Some number only had president on the election. They did not vote for anybody else on the ballot. Now, think about this for a second. I don't care where you've gone to vote, whether it's by paper, uh, the old push button with a handle, the electronic, anything. Anything. Did you only vote for one line? I mean, you're there. Did you only vote for president? Truthfully, because I... I find that hard to believe. I find it very hard to believe that somebody went to the trouble of filling in a mail-in ballot or going to the going to the polling place and only only submitting a vote for president. I, I don't believe that. Hey, I'm here. I might as well pick them all. I mean, how many could it be? Five, six, ten? It's not that it doesn't take that much longer. You're already there. You already waited in line, or you already went to the trouble of mailing it in. So that's that's a red flag to me. When I see a, a number of votes that only have president marked, I get suspicious. I get very suspicious. Because that seems like somebody was just going, hey, I don't have enough time to go fill it all in to make it look legitimate. This is the only one I really need. This is what I'm going to vote for. Now, could that have happened in certain cases? Sure. People say, I don't know the other candidates. I'm not voting for anybody. I only know the president. And that's who I'm going to vote for. But it, that's, that's the exception to the rule. It shouldn't be the rule. And from my understanding, there was a fair amount of those single uh, vote ballots out there. That's concerning to me. Doesn't mean they were fraud. Doesn't mean they weren't. I think we need to go back to a time when you actually had to prove you voted and you had to be in person to do it. You can't be there on the day of, I guess you don't get to vote right? Certain countries, they give you the day off to go vote because it's so important that you vote. And they stick your finger in ink so they can show that you voted. You can't go back and vote again. You know, and if that means you're old and decrepit and can't get into a voting place, then I guess you didn't get to vote. Uh, That's the rules. But we don't have that. We make it as easy as possible to vote. And then we likely have some fraud. Now, you're seeing some of this come out now oh yeah, I guess it really wasn't as up and up as we thought it was in 2020 or in 2016 or in 2012 or whatever, whatever year. Changing the rules to accommodate fraud, its not to, it wasn't to accommodate people. The rules weren't changed to accommodate COVID. That was the excuse. It wasn't the reason. The reason was we want our candidate to win and here's a better opportunity for those people who might not vote to send in a vote and we'll count them. Because voter turnout is a big deal or was a big deal. Voter turnout determined who, who won or lost an election. You could have a majority of the people that like you, but if they don't show up to vote, it doesn't really matter that they like you because not, they're not there to, to cast their vote. So my question becomes when we're talking about picking the president in 2024, the diehard Democrats it's baked in, diehard Republicans, whoever the candidate is, is baked in. I want you to ask yourself, has there ever been a time when you went into a voting booth or mail-in or whatever you use and you didn't vote all the candidates for the party you affiliate with? Or uh, uh, vote commonly with, so you used to have, you still do, I guess. You can vote a straight ticket. It means if you vote Democrat, you circle the one at the top and it says Democrat, or pick it on the screen or whatever, and all the Democrats will be chosen, or all the Republicans if you choose that straight party ticket. Now I used to think that oh it's cool. I'm not going to vote straight party because I really want to. I want to evaluate each candidate. But at the end of the day. I wasn't changing my vote. I was voting for the same party. I was just doing it individually. I wasn't doing the straight ticket because I felt like I was was considering each candidate on their own merits. But that's not true. And most people don't. You have, you have the R or you have the D next to the name. And that's who you vote for. You think you know what you're going to get with a D. You think you know what you're going to get with an R. And however you affiliate yourself, you choose that person who's got the R or the D next to their name because that's what you choose. You don't know the people. You haven't done your due diligence. You have no idea what they stand for. Regardless of what's handed to you as you're walking in, you do not know these people. You haven't done your research. That includes president as well. There's a lot of people who vote who don't have any clue really. They they know what they're told but they haven't done any research to figure out if that's true. Just because you're told by the media something doesn't make it true. It might be true. It might be half-truth. It might not be completely, completely false. Who knows? But you have to ask yourself, do you do, do you do your due diligence as a voter? And I would say the vast majority do not. Some people do. I do. I try to know who those candidates are. But there are some candidates at certain levels, you just don't... Especially in local government, you're like I don't, I don't know that person. I don't know anything about them, but they've got an R. They've got a D next to their name. So I guess if they're an R or a D, then I, I feel comfortable knowing probably what they're going to do. You know, all the R's are afraid of small. All the R's are in favor of small government. All the D's are in favor of raising my taxes. But that's not true. It might be accurate sometimes, but it's not always true. There are D's who are pro-life. There are R's who are pro-choice. You know? So it's not something you can just randomly say, yep, that's what it is. That's what's going to happen. Okay. And therein lies the problem. We pick candidates based on the letter next to them. So who are these independent voters we always speak of? Truly. Who, who is an independent voter? I would contend there are no independent voters. They may be registered independent, but they vote according to uh, the R or the D. This is who I associate with. So they're not affiliated with a party, and there are some people who actually, actually vote for one party most of the time, but sometimes they vote for a different candidate for it from the other party. Now, maybe because they know that person personally, or it's more local, or... You know, in the case of Barack Obama, I think there was a lot of people who voted for Barack Obama because they go back and say, I voted for the first black president. I don't know what that gets you, but it made their cred, make them feel credible with with the people around them. I voted for the black president. Okay. Uh, Sure. I heard people talking about it. Oh, I can't wait to vote for a black president that I can show that I'm not a racist. Okay. He was a bad president. I don't care what color his skin was. It didn't make any difference. He was a bad president. He was divisive. He did not know what he was talking about. He thought there were 56 states as president. That's not a president. I go, wow, good job. You know, again, when you when you vote based on gender or skin color or religion, boy, you're you're really picking the best, aren't you? You you're going, well, the intersectional coalition, you know, that's who I'm voting for. I'm voting for the intersectional coalition. Who's ever got the most of those diversity things? That's, that's who I want. Now, that person may be the best candidate, but probably not. They got nominated because they met all those criteria, not because they're actually the best candidate. So what would it take for you to vote for somebody else? I said it last time. What would it take to vote for somebody else? And do you believe, and again, do you believe truly that it's okay to take Donald Trump off the ballot in your state? Because it's only going to be in state democratically held states. If if a Republican-led state would remove Donald Trump from the ballot, that would be news. But you take... Michigan did not take him off, and that's a democratically held state. If you say Donald Trump is not going to be on the California ballot, so what? He wasn't going to win California anyway. You know what you've done? You've said, well, I don't need to spend any money in this state because I'm not going to win it anyway because I'm not on the ballot. So I can go to the states where I'm. I'm on. it's 50-50, and I'll spend my money there. Now, as the Democratic candidate in California, you probably don't have to spend that much either because you're going to get the votes anyway. And you're really going to get the votes because there's nobody else on the ballot. It's just you. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's tantamount to a communist country when you remove people from the ballot so that the option you get is the one we want you to choose. Isn't that what it comes down to? This candidate can't be on the ballot because of something... We believe he did. It's in violation of a law, but nobody's charged him with that. He's not been convicted of anything related to that. Think that through. Somebody says, I don't like people with blue eyes. I don't like people with brown eyes. Oh no, I don't like green eyes. Those gray eyed people, they're really, they're really bad. At what point do you say, Nothing has to be proven. It simply has to be, I don't like you, and I'm going to find a reason to not allow you to do this. Now, I've said this many, many times. I don't want Donald Trump to be the Republican nominee. I don't want Donald Trump to be the next president. I want somebody else from the Republican Party to bubble up, flawed though they may be. But I don't want Donald Trump. But it looks like that's who I'm going to get simply because people were angry. And if you think this is going to make people go, oh, well, you know, it's a legitimate election. It's a legitimate election, you know, because um, we had an election and it was fair and open, but you didn't have them on some of the ballots. So is that a fair and open election if you don't have them on the ballot? And it was the 14th Amendment we're referring to, which was about the Civil War. It was directed toward those who have participated in the Civil War. There's The Supreme Court has not ruled on this yet. I think as more states start to pull Trump from the ballot, should he become the nominee, they're going to have to look at it. They're going to have to rule on this. And Justice Roberts is not going to like that because that's going to put the Supreme Court to crosshairs and he may not like the outcome. But to remove the states have the right to set the to set local election law, but this is a national election. It has national ramifications. It has world ramifications on who's in charge. That's a every time you think you haven't seen something before, it's like that ah, it couldn't possibly happen. Here it is. It's happening. The the disdain, the disgust that some of these people have for Donald Trump and anybody who supports Donald Trump is astounding. Think about that. It is astounding to think of how many ways people will go to to keep Donald Trump from becoming president again. What they did in 2020 to keep him from becoming president. Take Donald Trump off the off the ballot here for a second, off the equation. Joe Biden is a horrible, horrible president. He's terrible at the job. But who thought he wasn't gonna be terrible at the job? Including Joe. Barack Obama thought he was gonna be terrible at the job. And he has he was his vice president for eight years. Because he balanced the ticket, not because he thought he was the best qualified to become president. When your boss thinks you're horrible at the job, why in the world should you believe that he's now suddenly great at the job? Four years have elapsed and now he's suddenly great. He, he's awesome. He's not awesome. Joe Biden is exactly who we thought he was in 1970. Nothing has changed. If anything, he's worse. His family is horrible. Can you imagine? Go back and watch the uh, Borgias. The intrigue with that family. If you don't know who the Borgias are, look it up. You might know Lucretia Borgia, her father, her uncles. All these people were horrible human beings. Any, it was anything they could do to gain power. And to hold on to power and, and influence and money. Are the Bidens any different? Or well, honestly, or any politicians really different in that respect. But it's so blatant with the with the Bidens. Ask yourself: if Joe Biden was a Republican, would he still be in office? Knowing what you know, knowing what's publicly available, not what we know behind the scenes, what's publicly out there what you've seen with your own two eyes, would he still be president? I, I can contend, that would he even ever become president? No. His son's laptop would have been part of the campaign in 2020, and he would not be president today. He would never have become president. Honestly, he would never even been able to run for president in 2020 because he had do, done too many things to mess up his political future. He would not be president today had Barack Obama not made him his vice president. His failed attempts in 2000, 2008, being his last failed attempt, he doesn't become Barack Obama's vice president. You don't know Joe Biden other than he's a Congre- he's a senator. Maybe. Maybe he's still a senator. So the obscurity with which he found himself in after having run for president two other times, and then all the all the issues around he and his family, there's no way this man would become president if he had been a Republican. That's the two sides we look at here. These are the two different groups we're dealing with here. That R and that D make a difference in how you're treated by the public, by the media. That's unfortunate. A fair and open election would require equal opportunity and equal condemnation of the same acts. But it doesn't. That's not what we get. We get a trumped up, for lack of a better term, issues with Donald Trump and a sweeping under the rug of anything Biden related. So think about that. Is is this direction you want your country to go in? If you live in Maine or Colorado or any of the future states who might want to ban a candidate from the uh, ballot. Is that what you want? Be careful what you wish for. Okay? Be careful what you wish for. Use impeachment as a frequency tool. It's going to be used against you. You remove certain candidates from the ballot, guess what's going to happen in the states the next time? Those candidates are going to be removed from the ballot. And then we don't have free free and fair elections. We have a pseudo-election with some candidates. Now, you still have criteria to meet to get on the ballot, which Donald Trump has done. Let the people decide. Is he going to win Maine? Probably not. Is he going to win Colorado? Probably not. If you do it in California, he was not going to win California. But it sets a precedent where you remove the leading candidate from from the primary ballot that's not a great look for anybody so i'll leave you with that think about it give me your thoughts if you have any about that but i i think it's very very dangerous to do this so i'll leave you with that thank you good night i'll talk to you soon (music) bye-bye This has been a Hannah Tree Production.